Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of Living Fit with James and Karen Robert. I hope that we say something today that's going to benefit you and help you to increase your personal health. Karen's going to give you a fit tip, and then we're going to come back and continue our talk about developing optimal health habits so that we can live a good, long, healthy life. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's fit tip. Um, I want to talk about food's effect on the brain. Did you know that your brain is always turned on? It takes care of your thoughts, your movements, your breathing, your heartbeat, your senses, and more. It works 24 hours, seven days a week, even while you are sleeping. This means your brain requires a constant supply of fuel. That fuel comes from the food you eat, and the kind of fuel makes all the difference. What you eat directly affects the structure and function of your brain, your body, and ultimately your mood. Like an expensive car, your brain functions best when it gets premium fuel. Eating high-quality foods that contain lots of vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, and antioxidants nourishes the brain and protects it from oxidative stress, which is the waste produced when the body uses oxygen, which can damage cells. Just like an expensive car, you can damage your brain if you ingest anything other than premium fuel. If substances from low premium fuel, such as processed or refined uh, foods, like chips, donuts, and fast foods get to the brain, the brain has little ability to get rid of them. Then, you'll have to deal with issues like spiking insulin, inflammation, and joint pain throughout the body and other debilitating issues. Multiple studies show a direct correlation between a bad diet, such as one high in refined sugars, and impaired brain function, and even a worsening of symptoms of mood disorders, such as depression. The food we eat influences our gut um, and uh, how our, how the food in our gut is digested and absorbed. And that affects the degree of inflammation throughout our bodies and regulates our mood and energy levels. Galatians 5 and 25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So we should pray that God leads us to make healthy um, food and lifestyle choices. And James 2 and 26 says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. We want to be deliberate in picking healthy food choices. Um, Begin to cut out processed and high sugary foods and add in more and more fruits and vegetables. Studies show the more fruits and vegetables people ate, 
the more clarity they had, the more focused they became, and the better they felt physically and mentally. So I encourage you to give it a try. Your body, your brain, and your mood will thank you. And as always, I pray this message has been a blessing. Pass it on to family and friends and tune in later today at 11 a.m. to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. And we will share more health and wellness information with you. And be blessed and have a terrific Tuesday. Again, we appreciate you listening. I'm going to start out reading Ephesians 4, verse 22 through 24. It says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. In order for us to change, we have to put off our old way of thinking, which is led by our deceitful desires. It talked about renewing the spirit of our minds and to put on that new self that's created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. When it comes to our health, exercise is a very vital part of being that that person that can do the things because exercise affects our minds, our brains. It affects everything that we think that we want to be. It's going to help us think clearer. It's going to help us uh, live longer. It's going to help us prevent diseases along with eating a healthy, nutritious life. When we rest, we get good benefits from that. But after rest, we need to be moving. Our bodies are meant to, to be moving. It's essential for our total well-being and provides a direct benefit for our heart, our brain, our hormones, our immune system, our lymphatic system, and even help us with weight loss. Back in 1950s, uh, the military officers had a concern about the condition of the draftees during World War II and the Korean War. The concern about fitness peaked in the mid-1990s when an international study found that American children were far less fit than children in other countries. In response to this, President Dwight D. Eisenhower established the President's Council on Youth Fitness in nineteen fifty six but the health of the nation really didn't get any better so President John F. Kennedy made a speech, and this is what he had to say. He said, "This should be a matter of concern to all of us. A country is as strong really as its citizens, and I think that mental and physical health, mental and physical vigor go hand in hand." He said, I hope that we will not find a day in the United States when all of us are spectators for a few who are out on the field. 
He said, I hope all Americans will be on the field as they will concern themselves with the education of their children, with the physical development of their children, with participation in vigorous lifestyle changes. He also said it should be a desire to maintain that vigor through their normal life as our citizens are living longer and we want to participate in fully good long lives. But they can only do so if they give some of their time and some of their effort to maintaining their vitality. He said that this is a subject which should be of interest to all of us, and I hope when we have uh, seen the astonishing results which we have seen from our work in a few schools across the country where we've been able to, in short uh, space of time, change physical habits and strengthen our children. He said that all of us will participate in life around us, and in doing so, we'll be better citizens and happier ones with this challenge for us all. He spoke to the mothers and the fathers and said, all of us, I think, should welcome it, and I hope all of us will join in a great national effort to build a strong and better America through physical efforts and through the contributions we can make by driving and force we bring to physical activity. As we can see, a lot of parents didn't take this to heart because our children are not healthy today. Actually, they're in worse shape now than they've been in many, many years. So the question is, what can we do to change this? How can we make things better? We know that if we see kids out on the playground, that it's naturally uh, that they're going to be active. But as a parent, I need to make things available for my kids. If you see a kid on the monkey bars climbing, uh, that can lead him to a lifetime of being active. As they get older, it can also be a challenge for kids to get enough daily activity because of the increasing demands at schools. When President George W. Bush came out with No Kid Left Behind, the only thing that did get left behind was our kids. Their health got left behind because they got uh, less P.E. time. They got less recess time to be uh, out and playful. And the strain and the burden of all the things that they thought was going to happen never really came to fruition. Nobody got smarter. Kids got uh, worse. They were doing all these testings, and it never got better. The kids had this feeling of sports and physical activity wasn't as important. And as kids didn't get more active, less kids started participating in things that would keep them active. It was a lack of role models out there that uh, kids could see that was helping with this 
become a more and more and more uh, place where kids weren't getting the benefit of the exercise that they needed to do. And plus, families got busy, your parents got busy. We just weren't getting all the uh, things in place that we should have got in place uh, for our, our kids. And if you remember in, his, in President Kennedy's speech, he says that he wanted to talk to the parents about keeping their kids active. Well, that was over 60 years ago, and it didn't happen. And even if kids have the time and desire to be active, parents may not feel comfortable letting them freely roam out in their neighborhoods as kids did in the generation that I grew up in. So there's opportunity to be active uh, is less and less. But in spite of these barriers, parents can teach a love of physical activity and help their kids keep fit. It, it uh, has to do with us making it part of everyday life. Doing so can set a healthy pattern that will last into our children's adulthood, as President Kennedy said in his speech. There's so many benefits that we would certainly benefit from uh, if we would allow our kids to get out because regular physical exercise provides benefits like strong muscles, strong bones. It keeps their weight healthy. It's going to decrease their risk of developing type 2 diabetes. They're going to sleep better, they're going to study better, and there's going to be a better outlook. They're going to be more mentally and physically healthy. It's been proven that children who are physically active are less likely to uh, be uh, on drugs and that they actually uh, are happier. They they're more courteous. They, uh, they're learning life skills. Most of the C-level uh, women who became CEOs, the chief executive officers, the uh, chief operations officers, the chief financial officers, the presidents of companies, they were... Uh, Sports people. They played sports in high school. They played sports in middle school. These are things that motivate our children to be physically active. And it keeps our brain uh, growing. It, it, it helps with the part of our brain, the hippocampus, that makes our brain uh, help us learn. And it just keeps us mobile. It helps with fighting things like dementia as we age. So there's a lot to gain from regular physical activity, but how do you, now that you haven't been doing this, how do you get your kids to change, to do the things that, that need to be done? Well, first of all, you have to try to do it yourself. Children learn from example. They see 
whether you realize it or not, the behaviors that you're seeing your children, you exemplify. You, if you're not active, believe me, they won't be active. That's not the way this thing works. We have to uh, make it available to them. Uh, and we have to show them that we're involved. Children like to uh, be encouraged by their parents. And spending time with their parents, we, we need to spend a little more, more time uh, turning off TVs. We need to eat dinner together at the dinner table. I'm not trying to tell you how to run your house. I'm just telling you that these are the things that back uh, when I was younger changed the way our, our behavior was. We had a dinner time. There was nobody eating something different than anybody else. Nobody got to pick and choose the meals. And when we weren't doing something inside the house, our parents were us outside the house doing things being active, and we, we were glad to get out there because we had a small house and we wanted to get out. But choosing the right activities for our children is something that we need to do. And a lot of parents think that they're, you know, they're being wise when they punish their kids by sending them to their rooms. But when you send a kid to his room and he's got a TV, a computer, a uh, cell phone, there's too many outside influences that can influence our children. And that's uh, what we want to do is keep them around us. If we feel like we can influence our children to be better, we need to speak to our children. We, and we need to be thoughtful. And we need to think about what we're going to say to our kids. And we also need to be able to listen to our children. We need to be keeping our children focused on being active. And, and sometimes, like I said, it's not really the matter that people say, well, make it fun for them. It doesn't always have to be fun. When I coach wrestling, you know, wrestling's not fun unless you're winning. <laughs> if you're winning, it becomes fun. But if you're learning something and somebody's giving you positive affirmation, they're giving you positive encouragement, it makes you want to do it because when we, I coach wrestling, I, I pushed these kids to a different level that that they weren't used to, but they enjoyed it once they saw the benefits. And that's true in anything. That's, that's true in education. That's true uh, in your spiritual life. <laughs> if you're going to be uh, afraid of competition, if you're going to be afraid of uh, fearful of, of what's out there, you will never be successful. All of us need to think about our health all the time. It's not a part-time thing. It's a all-the-time thing, and it, it, it involves eating right, uh, getting right the proper rest, uh, removing toxins on and off our bodies, and removing toxic people. We can't even let people dictate to us how we should, should react. But exercise is going to be the big, biggest benefit for your school-age kids going forward because if we don't do something soon, we will lose a generation of kids. We need to make exercise 
something that is still in schools, too. We need to encourage the school system to put exercise back in their school activities. It's not that uh, uh, they can't do it because they haven't, you know, I was looking at the news the other day. They were saying that our children's test scores went down another almost 10% since COVID because they were sitting at home. Kids need to be around other kids. They need to be active. They need to be mobile. They need to be able to be challenged. A lot of us didn't do that. A lot of us didn't, uh, didn't do that at all. And we, we, we shut them up in the rooms. We get, told them to, you know, to do their studies on their computers, and we, we forgot that we need to be involved with them. School-age kids are spending more and more time in front of the screens. The challenge for parents is to help them find physical activities they can enjoy and, and, and they can feel successful at, a sport, uh, an activity, a park. You know, even if you can't do that, Challenge your kids to be physically active, but you got to be part of that too. It, and and as we may become teens, we have to make many choices for them after school. And it's hard after you've been a, uh, an ascendentary lifestyle and you haven't been active for many many years. You know, you kids need to to know that this is the focus of the family. And you know, I saw this uh, young lady. She uh, was an acrobat, and she said she was afraid of heights. But her mother, she saw her mother do this when she was younger, and although she was afraid of heights, she climbed up that pole and did these acrobatic feats because her mother encouraged her and, she, and told her that she could do it. You know, and, uh, there was a time I had a, a job offer, and they told me that I would have to climb up and change these bulbs about. 40 feet in the air, and I was afraid of heights. But because of my family, I realized I've got to, I'm going to have to do this. Fear is something we have to overcome, and that's in any every in any in every area of our life. It doesn't matter. We need to realize that we need to overcome fear in order to be challenged in order to grow. And never say what you can't do. Encourage yourself to do more and more. Be physically active yourself. Get out and walk. Everybody has the same amount of time. I'm going to do a, a thing on a teaching on, on time, but I'm, what I want you to understand is time is the same for everybody. I, I have 24 hours, you have 24 hours, but I can't. The one thing I do know about time is that every hour that's, that's ahead it's time that I can do something with, but I can't commit to things that I, you know, if I've already committed my time to, to one thing, if I've committed my time to an exercise time, make an appointment for your health, just like you make an appointment for your doctor's appointment. Make an appointment to do your exercise, your physical activity. Make an appointment to eat your healthy meals. If you're going to be out, take your meals with you. Don't don't keep saying, well, I thought I would be back. Thinking, you know, a certain way, subconsciously what we do 
is we, we put ourselves in a position to try to do stuff based upon what we already know we're not going to do. We already know there's too many people out there trying to, to uh, take our time. And the most valuable thing you got right now is why you're living is time. Because believe me, I can remember when I was 12 years old, and it seems like it wasn't that much time, but I'm looking backwards. But I'm looking ahead. I, I know that I need to invest my time in things that are important to me. And if I want my children, if I want my family, if I want myself to be healthy, I have to invest time in physical activity. And, and some people say, well, you say physical activity. I'm not talking about going to the gym. I'm talking about getting outside. You can wash windows. You can uh, wash your car. You can sweep your driveway. You can vacuum your house. There's a lot of things that's involved in physical activity, and it's, it's very easily done if we make time to do it. And our children also need to be showing, show them that investing time in physical activity is very important and teaching them that you have to work with your hands, you have to work with your mind, you have to work with your legs. If it, The easiest thing for anybody to do is sit down. And that's one of the worst things that's happening today is we're sitting down way, way too much. And, you know, I, I tell people this, everything that we do, if we're going to go listen to a speech, the only person standing up is a guy standing standing up giving the speech. Everybody ought to stand up so they can hear. Because if you sit down, you're going to get to a place where you get tired and sleepy, especially if you've been out later at night. This is important. We need to invest in teaching, invest in structure, invest in the things so we can learn how to concentrate. And you don't learn how to concentrate by sitting down and and for long periods of time because our bodies are not designed that way. We need to be mobile and your children especially. We need to be active. You need to be active yourself and support your kids' interests. If you start this early enough, they'll come to regard activity as a normal and fun part of family and it'll be an everyday routine. Like I said, there's so many benefits. We have uh, all have the opportunity to use exercise to benefit ourselves as far as our weight. It's going to slow down our aging process. It's going to make us healthy in the long run. We'll have a long, healthy life if we put time and invest in time in our physical activity, in our health. But it doesn't happen if we don't exercise some self-control. That's where we're going to get it. Excuse me. <clears throat> it's going to help us with our, uh, our keeping ourselves from being obese. It's going to help us from having chronic diseases. It's going to help us to uh, live longer. It's going to help us with our mobility as we age. It's going to reduce our risk of, of heart disease. It's going to reduce our risk of having type 2 diabetes. It's going to help us if we do have any of these diseases. It's going to help us with managing insulin resistance. 
It's going to help us prevent uh, any kind of disease like uh, arthritis. It's going to help with our joints. It's going to keep us mobile and able to live on our own much longer. Everything that we're doing, everything that we, we, we face ourselves with, exercise is the benefit that can help us. Uh, even if you're obese, getting active is going to help you live longer. It doesn't matter. If, if, if you're a smoker, it's going to help you reduce those cravings so that you can stop smoking. It's going to improve your mental health, especially your mental health, your mood. Like I told you, your children are going to need this in order to live a longer, healthy life. And it's going to help them with uh, not having depression and anxiety. It's going to help us with our thinking and our learning. So keep your kids active. We appreciate your time here at Living Fit. Uh, Karen and I want to thank you again. Keep living fit and doing what matters. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.